Hello, my name is Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net and you're listening to podcast number 36 on introduction and endings and other jazz guitar tips. So let's get going. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. So as you guys might have known, this is my favorite form of content on the website. It's really fun. I just put the microphone there. I got my classical here, my nylon string guitar, and we're going to talk about uh, how to make your improve your performances of standards, especially in a jazz style, uh, with introductions, endings, and how to do that literally harmonically. So I'm going to show you a few tips on which chords to play actually to make intro sound good. And it does not have to be very complicated. Uh, but a little goes a long way when it comes to uh, when it comes to building introductions or even building uh, arrangements, should, should I say. So just a, a personal anecdote, a quick teaching anecdote from the past month or so. I've given a workshop to, uh, I gave a workshop to actually a duo. It's a combo, guitar and trumpet. And we worked on a lot of standards they're working on. And you would be amazed at what sort of magic we can bring to their repertoire list to their tunes when we just take a minute to go okay what's your introduction uh, what is going to be the transition between the solos uh, what are you doing to finish it or else what you do well typically as beginners and even sometimes intermediates guys will just look at the chart in the fake book and start playing and then stop playing when it's over and just repeat that but doing a little bit of an intro um, a little something can really put the people in the mood. So without further ado, I hope you were not expecting a lot of adudes. Uh, I'm going to show you uh, one of the tips. So let's say you are playing on a song such as Go From Epanning uh, in F major. Right. One of the things people do typically is to alternate between two chords before the song starts. So in this case, the F major can go to a G flat of some sort, a G flat seven or 13. So, just that. You know, before the tune starts, you see, it's only four bars, but it really sets the mood. And you don't have to do this from anything that's written on a chart. You can just actually launch and say, hmm, if I play that chord and that same chord half step up, or if I play a one five one five of some sort uh, it's going to work well i'll give you another example with a minor tune say you're playing a, a tune in d minor such as uh, yesterday's you know the song right uh, or it could be um uh, alone together that is typically played in d minor what i would do is play an a pedal and that a is actually the five chord and what you can do is you can really play around instead of playing a plain uh, A13 you play a dark A like A7 flat 9 flat 13 or, or whatever you know that's an altered A7 and you stick to it and you do this for four or eight bars and you're just actually sitting on a five chord and you're building tension for the people to, they're expecting that head. So I'll give, I'll play the full thing to give you a, a short version of what I, I would do on a gig. 
and I wouldn't even count in the tempo. I would just start playing and people, <laughs> my bandmates are stuck to figure out what I'm doing. Ready? This would be how you go from playing the introduction into the A section. And of course, you know, guys look at each other, say, okay, I'm going to play the head now, you know, these sorts of things. So that's really the best thing is to put something at first. Now I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Um, you don't need to play an introduction. You can just go right in because not every tune needs a setup. Case in point, if you're playing Solar, you just look at the guys like, you guys are ready? Yeah, one, two, one, two, three, four. Um. You don't need to set it up. You don't always need to set it up, but sometimes it's nice, especially if you've never done these sorts of things. And now let's me, uh, let me show you um, a sort of a variation to begin a tune, say, in C major, and we'll play um, uh, You Stepped Out of a Dream. You know this tune? You stepped out of a dream. Right? So it's a C chord at first. And what I would do if I were playing with a singer probably do some kind of variation of one, six, two, five, or so one, one, six, two, five, one, six, two, and you can do all these tritone subs and variations, and you can also play three, six, two, five, so three, that's E minor seven, One six two five or three six two five, whether you do it in time or out of time, is in the cycle of fourths. It's really going to lead you into something interesting. So I'm going to do it in time. Say your tempo was a one, something like this. One introduction. One six two five. Now I'm gonna do three six two five. So three is uh, E minor seven to A seven, E minor seven to seven. One two go three four. something like that it's just enough to for the singer to know what key it's in or the sax player to orient it's like oh neat little arrangement all right so so far what we've talked about is starting the tune with a vamp of some sort on like two or three chords and then one six two five or going straight into the tune without the intro and uh, last thing i want to talk about is starting at the b section to create some sort of an intro 
And what I'll do is I'll use Autumn Leaves to demonstrate. So you all know Autumn Leaves, right? I'm going to play it in the key of... Um... Oh yeah, one last thing about intros. By the way, if there is an introduction that's famous on the recording, then it, it's a good it's a good entry point. So we're talking about Autumn Leaves before I do this demo on starting with the bridge. I'm going to talk about this... Um... I think I've put this on the website at some point in the past, right? It's a G minor 6. And that's a cannonball recording, and everyone knows that intro. So if you start playing that, people can immediately latch onto it because it's a G minor 6 sound, everyone knows the recording, everyone knows the tune. Uh, so speaking of Autumn Leaves, uh, what I'm going to do is start at this point that's halfway in the song, and I'm going to play it completely rubato and accompany myself, sort of chord melody style, and that point is... Um, Right, you know that part before. Then it goes right. So what I'm gonna do is play that part from the middle, but accompany myself and just maybe you tell the other guys on the disco, okay guys, I got it. You know, I can take care of the introduction. Uh, just follow my lead, and when you hear me go, you know it's time to play the head, all right? So let me demonstrate this quickly before we talk about endings. And here we go. See how I kind of I led your ears. I led the people to, you know, I played something slow, and then it's like, oh, we're expecting something to to take off now, right? And you don't have to worry when you're playing rubato like this. You can really take your time, put a lot of space between your chords. I don't like to play anything too fancy, or else I know myself gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna mess it up. You know, I'm gonna play the wrong fingering or whatnot. So play what you know. Make sure the melody. You're leading the melody to a clear point, and you've got your intro made by not even using any other new material. You just use materials from the song, which is great because you know theme and variation. So you're still on the theme. You're still in that that zone. It's very coherent with itself. All right. Uh, now let's talk about endings. Uh, there's a few ideas you can do, and typically um, there there's this tag ending sort of thing that. You, you can watch a singer or, or the sax player, but uh, I had in mind, um, uh, what's the name of the song? Uh, Days of Wine and Roses. Read this song. So, uh, right near the end, it goes. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Then this ending. this again 
last time. And you're done, right? So this is how you, you'd play with a, with a singer, right? The singer goes... Again... Last time... So what I did is a tag ending and I basically repeated the last four chords, but I did this three times. So three, six, two, five, do it again. Three, six, two, five, last time. Three, six, two, slow down, five, and play the one chord. Uh, there's a whole bunch of tricks you can do uh, if you're playing, not with singers, but if you're playing with sax or trumpet or piano, you can uh, you know, avoid landing on, on the one chord so to speak, so that, that would be the example I do. That's one half step above the, the one chord and then, and then resolve to the one chord. That's just a tiny little interesting trick you can do at the end. If everyone's on the same page, of course. So tag ending is very powerful. <laughs> I remember Dave Turner in Montreal saying people use this tag ending on probably rhythm change or something, and they played three six two five three six two five three six two five, and everyone started would start taking solos on three six two five, and sometimes it would last even longer than the tune itself. Just that tag ending to go 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 tag tag tag. So this is um, this is an interesting. Uh, thing you might want to do, and it's not any more complicated than any materials in the song. Keep it simple, keep tagging. And uh, lastly, uh, just a little tip for, for guys that are more advanced, maybe. Say you're playing a song, and I'm not going to pick any song in particular, but I'm going to say your last chord for your tune is uh, C major. So D minor 7, G, and then you're ending on C, right? And for this, there's a little tip to kind of bring back the ending and follow smoothly into a, a, a back cycling. And what you can do is start on the chord that we would call sharp four. Actually, what we're doing is we are starting a tritone up from the center. So we have C, we go, that's F sharp, right? And you're gonna play F sharp minor seven flat five to B seven flat nine to E minor seven or E minor seven flat five to A seven. To D minor seven to G seven. So what you do say um, you you have this ending and uh, maybe uh, uh, not not any of the tunes. <laughs> I'm tempted to, to use a stepped out of a dream right now, but I won't. So say you play the song and you comp and you're done. Then you go. I did here was started from F sharp minor seven flat five to B seven to E minor seven flat five to A seven to D minor seven to G seven. So actually, you're back cycling starting from a tritone up. So you're playing half of the the octave down. So you could say it as doing the secondary two five to three, which is E minor, then doing the secondary two five to two, which is D minor. So you're 
doing, you're pulling off a Joel pass, but you're doing this for the purpose of ending uh, sometimes on a ballad. Also, uh, last tip on ballads, uh, case in point, you can use the time during the five chord, just before resolving, to play some sort of a cadenza. So um, uh, let's talk about uh, maybe... What's that song? Body and Soul, right? Sorry, it's been a while. Something like that. And before... You use that chord that is, in this case, it's an A flat 7. So it's a, a, a dominant chord. And you use that chord to play some sort of a line or riff or solo that's out of time, that's just yours, and we call this a cadenza. And uh, I'll encourage you to, to research a great ballads player, and uh, Chet Baker is a good example, but uh, sax players mostly will, will do this. Uh, Sonny Rollins is an example. You'll just take the moment and go, wait, we're on the five chords, we're not done yet, I'm gonna solo on this, I'm gonna say, make a musical statement before we we go out and actually resolve that one chord. So that's something you can use as an ending for your standards. Uh, on that note, that's it for podcast number 36 on jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. I hope you've enjoyed. Feel free to poke me with questions on this, uh, with comments on this page under, in the form under. You can also send me emails, uh, mark at jazzguitarlessons.net, and I'll be happy to answer your questions and help you. And perhaps if you have good topics you want to select for the next podcast, I'll be more than happy to, to take, take your suggestions into consideration. All right. So I'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye.